the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka and we are talking savings investment in your retirement. The Max Out Savings Show is one of Houston's longest-running shows now, uh, and uh, uh, we started the show talking about the importance of saving money, building up wealth. Uh, we talked about the fact that we, the United States has one of the lowest savings rates in the world, and uh, now it's starting to come up in, in the developed world, and and we're seeing people starting to get it. The In Houston, Texas, we're number four in the nation behind uh, – Hartford uh, and San Jose and San Francisco for savings in 401k programs. So people in Texas get it. They're conservative in Houston, and and they want to build up wealth. And, and our philosophy and our motto is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's how you build up the wealth. And, and you use your 401k plan to do it because we want to see income-based savings. Every paycheck, the money comes out. This is how wealth is built up. This is how wealth is created. And this is why we talk about it on the Max Out Savings Show. Now, we've got a big show here today. Uh, we're we're, we're uh, the, the we're live here in uh, doing the show, and you can call in. Uh, the second half of the show, we're going to replay. We had uh, a lot of people really liked our our, our Jim Richter's uh, interview we did last week. Uh, he he's a writer of Currency Wars. He's also his newest book is The Road to Ruin. And, and we interviewed him uh, last week on the show. So the second half of the show was we're going to replay that interview, which should be a pretty good interview. Uh, and I, I think I think you'll like it. And so. We're also be talking about what's happened. We're through the election now. The Republicans have won. We control the presidency, the House, and the Senate. And because we control those, look for a lot of things to be done. Uh, people forget that during the first two years of the, of the Ronald Reagan administration, Ronald Reagan did not have the the House and the Senate. So that's why you, you hear the talk about. Ronald Reagan would sit down with Tip O'Neill over a drink and come up with a solution and compromise. Well, one of the reasons he did that is he really didn't have any choice because they did not have Congress. The Republicans didn't. And so this gives us a lot of, uh, a lot of abilities to change things. Uh, we, long-time listeners of the Max Out Saving Show know that we have talked about this for years now by the fact that nothing has happened in the last decade in the United States of America, with the exception of the of the financial collapse, where they basically put in just draconian regulations that were completely spinning out of control this year in the financial sector. 
really in, in Obamacare, in, in, in which was amounted to a federal government takeover of the medical industry, we've seen no changes for over a decade. This was going on before Obama became in. We were unable to accomplish anything. Everything was frozen. Either the the uh, the House and the Senate were controlled by the Democrats and the presidency, or the the Republicans had anything. They had the Congress, and they didn't have the the, the White House when Bush was in there. It just nothing was getting done in the last couple of years. And and we've reached the point where we've gone a decade in this country with no changes. And and what have we seen happen? We we've seen the middle classes has not had. Working people in the United States, and we, people, you know, people listen to this. And I'll tell you where I got this statistic in just a minute. Uh, it was actually uh, Tucker Carlson. He's got a new show on Fox. He, he spoke at one of the TD Ameritrade conferences, and he's the guy that really came up with this statistic, and he was completely right. Working people without a college education have not had a real raise, which just means an inflation-adjusted raise, since 1999 at the top of the tech bubble. Working people in the United States with a college degree on an average have had not had a raise since 2009, a real raise in this country. And so we have gone on where the middle class in this country is bearing the burden for all the, all the, the things happening in the United States. We're paying for everything, and yet our our standard of living is was declining. And, and this is why we we had this what was a complete shock to the media, but was if if you've been listening to the Max Out Savings Show, we've been predicting Donald Trump was going to win, and this is the reason why. You could see what was happening in the country. It, it, this is happening globally. They talk about Arab Spring. That was nothing more than the working people in those countries realizing how much these people at the top were taking. They were getting nothing. Brexit, the, the British, every single poll said that, that they were going to stay in the European Union, but the British people said, look, this is ridiculous. There's massive immigration flooding the country. People can't get jobs. We have uh, the European Union in Brussels, which is a group of bureaucrats, is mandating one rule and regulation after another and taking over our lives. And they rejected it. I mean, this should be no, none of this should be any surprise to anybody. And then move on to the United States of America. The same thing happened. All the polls said Donald Trump was not going to win, although if you studied the polls, and we talked about it in the show, we thought he was going to win because we looked at the polls. But the trick was you had to take the polls that had the proverbial dog in the hunt, discount them, and figure out who was trying to be as honest as possible. But it, even even the exit polling coming out, the American people did not tell the pollsters who they voted for because the press was so violently anti-Trump that that – they thought he had no chance to win, and they were embarrassed they voted for him. But they they believed in this guy, even though he thought he had no chance. It's it's a remarkable – for all practical purposes, the Donald Trump victory is a, is a David and Goliath story, where, where Donald Trump, believe it or not, was David going up against the media giants in this country, which said he was not going to win and had no chance to win, and they were going to do everything to stop him. And they did, and he took him out with a stone. And the same thing happened – to the media, and and so so big changes are happening. It, it, unexpected changes. This is why the market was supposed to collapse when Donald Trump came out there. We thought it was going to go down, and we thought it was going to rally once people realized what 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 Donald Trump was and how exciting it was to have Donald Trump. And 
And, and, and it actually, the, the strange thing is, it, it, it went down 800 points the night of the election, and by the next morning it was up, which was extraordinary, a thousand-point move. That was a move we've not seen since the height of the financial crisis when people thought the whole financial system was going to collapse. That was the, the size and the scope of the move for the stock market. People are now getting very bullish in the United States, and, that, and that's got some, some big things coming up. By the way, if you get any questions or comments, we're live. Uh, give us a call at 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. And one other thing, if, if you're not on our, our Max Out Savings Report, we just sent out another one. Uh, this is a report on the Max Out Savings Report. is one of the services we do at Max Out Savings Show, Max Out Savings Advisors. We, we, we write a report. Once a month, send out talking about savings, talking about investments, common 401k mistakes, uh, how to uh, how to handle retirement, uh, how to uh, deal with an inheritance, inherited IRAs. We, we, we write about uh, we wrote about in 2007 how the investment banks were going to collapse because their balance sheets were going to destabilize. Very very controversial at the time. We were right. We wrote, we've been writing about the Donald Trump victory. Nobody thought he had a chance. We were writing in that report saying we thought he was going to win. On the show, we thought he was going to win. And, and so we catch a lot of things in there. It's a free report to help you save money uh, using our base philosophy of to save aggressively, invest conservatively. The other thing we do at Max Out Savings Advisors is we can help you out with your retirement. If you're coming up in retirement, if the company's asking you to move your 401K, which they seem to be starting to do with a lot of people now once they retire, uh, you can go to the website at maxoutsavings.com and schedule an appointment with me. Uh, we're value investors in the stock and bond market, and uh, we can help you with your retirement. It, the uh, it's a pretty simple process. You sign up for or just request an appointment. I'll set something up, and then I'll sit down with you personally, and we'll go over your retirement and show you how we manage the money at Max Out Savings Advisors. So if you need some help, go to the website and at least sign up for the free report. This is a free report. You don't get any phone calls from us. You're not getting any other things beyond the free report. If we do a seminar once or twice a year, we might send something out, but that is the extent of it. And and we put this report out for you uh, so you can help build up your wealth for retirement and, and manage it through retirement and understand some of the risk in in the world today. A, a couple things uh, I wanted to touch base on. Looking, we talked a lot about Social Security. We actually had a couple people in the last couple weeks in our office discussing Social Security. In the, this is something we talked about. When you, every year you delay your Social Security, well, let me back this up a little bit. Our view in retirement is it's, the world is, is predictable to a point, and then it becomes unpredictable. A couple things. We look at the world with record, in, record debt levels, particularly in the United States. We have half a trillion dollar deficits. We have the lowest, four months ago, we had the lowest 10-year bond rates in the history of the United States and some of the lowest interest rates globally in 5,000 years of human history. And, and believe it or not, we can actually go back in time. Uh, returns during the Byzantine era, during some of those times, we have looked them up and done some research, and you were looking at 4 maybe 5%. So these numbers, they're actually chronicled a little better than people think. How do you have 5,000 years of history in the Federal Reserve and the European Central Bank say, look, we're smarter than 5,000 years of history. Our idea of negative interest rates would work. 
It didn't work. It was an abject failure. So lowest rates in history. So if you're looking forward, we have had low inflation for a couple of years. Now, going back over 5,000 years, I can assure you there's been numerous, innumerable times of inflation. And uh, we actually had low inflation in the United States up until 1917 when we put the Federal Reserve in. The Federal Reserve is still there, so we know we're going to have inflation. So you've got to manage for inflation going forward. So the average person, the average marriage couple has a, has a 25% chance that one of them is going to be, live to be 95 years old. So you said, Ted, what does this have to do? Well, here's the problem. If you retire at 65, you've got 30 years which you have to sit there and, and live off of your income. Now, during that 30-year time, there's never been a 30-year in history when there's not been some type of inflation. If a big inflation hits and you're on a fixed income that will not grow, you're going to get into financial trouble. So a couple things that you can look to do that. If you can, if you can lock in as much of your expenses at retirement as possible, this gives you an edge at retirement. This hints the, if you're over 65, your property taxes freeze is a huge deal in Texas. If you can pay off your house or, or at least have your income locked in in your house, uh, your mortgage locked in, the only thing that will go up is going to be insurance and taxes. Uh, your house payment won't go up. If you're renting, you're going to be stuck with inflation, so you want to try to lock in your different things. If you have a company pension, typically it's locked in and not going to grow. But Social Security will grow. And the reason, the short answer to this talk is, is if you think about it, every, you can take Social Security beginning around age 62. That's a good deal. You said, oh, let's take it. But no, if you look and analyze it, every year you delay Social Security, it goes up at 6 to 8% a year. You're, the amount you're going to get the next year and going forward in the future is going to go up 6 to 8% a year. It's closer to 8% in most cases. So by holding off, you're letting your income grow 8% a year, which is an outstanding deal. Remember, you have at 65, you theoretically have one of you or your spouse could live to another 30 years, so you've got to deal with that. So by holding off, you're controlling and you're controlling your, your Social Security. And the bigger it is, remember, it's somewhat inflation-adjusted the more money you have. Now, if you hold off between 62 up to age 70, guess here's how much Social Security your, your Social Security is going to increase, 67%. So if you can just hold off eight years on your Social Security, continue to work a little bit, continue to sit there and, and push it off, you're going to get a 67% increase in your income. And that means going forward, every time that they do a uh, inflation-adjusted Social Security increase, you're going to get 67% more. That's a good deal. This is why we say you want to delay your Social Security as much as possible. Now, uh, if you have any questions or comments, give us a call. Uh, we we're coming in the, uh, about the, 10 minutes more into the segment here. Uh, 713-339-1070. That's 713-339-1070. Now, let me see here. What do, Donald Trump has become president. What do you do? Where, where do we go from here? A couple things I think we're looking at. We know there's a three-pronged approach to his program. We write about this in our Max Hud Savings Report. It's going to be, it's going to be lower taxes. Lower, lower taxes for the middle class, 
lower taxes for the wealthy, lower corporate taxes. It's going to be deregulation, and it's going to be infrastructure spending. All of those things are very bullish for the U.S. economy. And given the world today, if you look around the world, Europe is a basket case. It's a financial and economic basket case. The British are leaving. December 4th, we're going to find out if the Italians, if their government's going to hold together. There's going to be some voting. If it doesn't, you could see them try to pull out. And at that point in time, they're going to have to do something in the EU. China China is the biggest debt bubble on planet Earth. We, we, I, I keep bringing this statistic up on the show because I'm just, it boggles my mind. But since 2009, the, the Chinese economy has increased borrowing greater than the ex- total extent of the, of the United States and German banking system combined. Not the growth rate of the German and U.S. banking system combined, but the total borrowing in the U.S. and German banking system since 2009. That's an economy that's running out of control, and they're trying desperately to hold it up. Uh, it, the, the emerging markets with the stronger dollar, this puts them into really bad shape. Uh, the, the, the stronger dollar hurts us to some extent, but, but really the, the emerging markets due to the commodity crash have just never recovered. So the only place we're going to get growth going forward, if you really sit down and analyze, is going to be the United States. And this is why as much as the United in Japan is just as bad, by the way, as much as the rest of the country badmouths the United States, we're their only hope right now. And so we're going to see a more U.S. eccentric global economy going forward. And this is going to be good. This is why we've seen stocks go up. If you sit and look at a couple things, uh, the deregulation, I think, is materially more bullish than anyone even understands. Uh, this is, can be a massively bullish, no-cost program to the United States. If you look at the taxes, tax I don't think taxes are going down to 15%. I think if they cut them to 20% or somewhere in there, 22%, everyone's going to be happy. Uh, you're going to see tax cuts for the wealthy. I think a little less than people think. I think Donald Trump's going to try to concentrate the tax cuts in the middle class, which is going to be very bullish for the economy. And then we're going to see some type of infrastructure spend build out. And understand, Donald Trump's main business has been building home, building buildings, and offices, uh, high rises, high ride homes, those type of things. That's his business. And so he understands how to get something built and what it needs to do. And so he's going to do target his infrastructure spending to get that going as quickly as possible. So those are all things bullish. Now, the negative side of that is is this is going to put pressure on interest rates, and we've already seen that happen. Here's an interesting statistic. So far, the 10-year rate is up 57 basis points, and a basis point is like 1% of a, of a percent. So it's about... 0.57% so far it's gone up and and that's a pretty big move off of a off of a point off of a 1.8 i mean you start looking at something that that's a 30% plus move more than that 30 40% increase in interest rate 30 uh from where it was right before the election which was only 2 weeks ago so this is a huge move up in interest rates the dollar has also risen dramatically around the world against almost every other currency. And so this is going to make it tougher for U.S. companies to export. So the exporters are going to hurt because 
the currencies overseas have gone down, and they can't afford to pay the prices as much. And they and so what the companies have to do is to hold prices. They'll so they'll cut cost. They'll cut the their profits a little bit. So Ted, we have a caller. We have Oscar on the line. Oh, okay. Hello, Oscar. Hey, good. How you doing, Ted? Good. Good. Hey, uh, are hedge funds getting out of rotating out of bonds and going? Well, that's one of the reasons the stock market is going up because they're rotating. Out of bonds and going into the, you know, into into the stock market, is that what's happening? Is that one of the things aside from what you're telling us right now? Uh, yeah, no, look, yeah, this is. I mean, people are sensing what's happening for what I've talked about, and they're selling bonds. And here's the deal: uh, investors have been taking money out of the stock market for nearly two years. It's really it's the, the stock market's at record highs right now, but it hasn't really gone up over the last two years very much at all. And now they're starting to put money back in. But the bond market is massive. It's trillions of dollars in size. And they're starting to take money out. And what what concerns me is I think this is going to feed on itself a little bit because so much of this money is managed by computers that once these sell signals start getting kicked off, it just kind of feeds on itself. And, and, and so the, the hedge funds are rotating out of bonds. And I think they're going to continue to do it. And they're rotating into stocks. Yes, and uh, people don't understand that these creeping interest rates, uh, you know, uh, are giving that chance. So it's 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 a it, it is that play, and also, of course, you're talking about the the whole world right now with a strong dollar. The rest of the world is in a reset. A lot of these countries are in recession right now. Yes, and some are even in a depression, like Brazil. So. They, you have to be careful with these exporting companies, don't you? The ones that export. Yeah, uh, look, I, th- those have been sort of selling off. They're, they're going to have real problems going overseas now because of the because of, of, of the dollar. And and the I, 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 I tell you, what, I believe we've seen in June of this year we saw the bottom of the bull market, it, we, the the end of the bull market in bonds in the low the record low on interest rates, the bottom in interest rates. This is a thirty five year. Uh, bull, bull market in bonds that started when, when interest rates on the 10-year were probably 13%, 14%, and they went as low as 1.3%, 1.34%, and that's done. And so, yeah, so the, the pension funds, rotation. The pension funds, like we talked about four or five last four or five years, they're going to be under strain to the fixed income part. What the heck are they going to make up for? How, how are they going to make up for those, uh, those kinds of, uh, you know, uh, losses kind of thing? Because the the investment on, 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 on bonds is going to be something that they're really going to be very wary of doing, right? Yeah, look, I mean, it's going to have to come from the stock market, and they're going to have to put more money in. So look, they're going to have to take risk gonna... in the equity market, don't they? Yeah, they're going to, yeah. yeah. Okay, thank it, you, Ted. It, yeah, I mean, this is a good point, but you're seeing interest rates jump up, and then once they get to a certain point, they'll start putting money in overseas into, into emerging markets over there into more in, but right now you're in a corrective phase and you have to stay away from the bond market and so we've moved our bonds for our clients we sold our long-term bonds in the treasuries and moved shorter term you want to stick in short-term bonds tips those type of things and wait this move out thanks Oscar appreciate the call hey we're uh, coming up here in a break uh, a break but uh, a couple things if you haven't gotten the free max out savings report Go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. You can sign up for it. If you need some help with your 401K plan, if you have an IRA rollover, you'd like to take a look at our value investing approach at Max Out Savings Advisors. You can also go to the website. We'll be happy to help you out. 
there. Uh, something interesting I, I came across. The markets had about an 1,800-point move off the collapse late night Friday, uh, late night Tuesday night, which none of us really saw, but it was down 1,800 points, and it's rallied from there about about 1,250 points or so, really, uh, Dow points, which has been huge. 52% of that has been in the financial sector, and, and it's almost some of this rotation. They're selling some of the, the exporting multinationals, and they're buying the local, and the one they're most excited about is the, is the banks, the financials, because of the deregulation, the higher interest rates, strangely enough, uh, it's counterintuitive, but help out the financials, and also the end of the massive uh, fines, taxes, and litigation the banks have had to deal with under the Obama administration. So that's where we've seen most of the we've seen most of the increase in interest rates. Uh, it really, where it's helped the most has been the financials. And people have been in this business a long time. Remember when interest rates were thirteen, fourteen percent, and the banks were getting just destroyed. And uh, but but this time it's it's been the biggest part of the move. Fifty-two percent of the move has accounted for basically. Uh, just a, a smaller section of the market, which has been the financials. Uh, I, I think I think we, we, you want to watch. We're probably going to get some type of corrections in here, uh, and I don't think the the bull, the bull market in gold is over. And, the, and what we're going to watch this week is see what happens with OPEC and what happens with oil prices. I think that's going to be one of the interesting things. Tell you what, we're going to be coming up here on a break. Uh, with Talk, we'll be right back right after this with the Jim Rickers interview on uh, The Road to Ruin. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks, when they're not working, you're losing ground and money. 
South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show, a show about savings and investments. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. We are one of Houston's longest running financial shows. And today we've got a great great guest on our show, uh, Jim Rickards. Hello, Jim. Hi, Ted. How are you? Good, good. Uh, uh, Jim has written a number of books, uh, Currency Wars, uh, the uh, the, the what is it the the new the new case for gold the death of bunny uh we've had him on our show in the past with currency wars i, 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 I we actually talked at the milken global institute and uh, he is a world leader in understanding uh, monetary systems and and really has made a very good case about the the world today and what's changing he's predicted the currency wars that we're seeing now and uh you got a new book out jim uh, the, the the road to ruin Thank you, Ted. It just uh, just came out this week. Uh, it's available, of course, in bookstores everywhere, Barnes & Noble and independent bookstores and on Amazon. It's having a great start, and I appreciate you having me on the, on the show to talk about the book. Well, you know, you, you've done a – you've been very president really understanding where this thing is going. You predicted a lot of these things when, when no one thought it was possible, I don't know how many years ago, in – and really laid out a, a tremendous case in the currency wars, and that really is 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 the way that we seem to be working down the the the, the road here. Uh, and it, it's almost a little frightening how some of the stuff you're predicting is happening. Uh, what, what give us the base uh, case for for the road to ruin? What 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 are you looking for going forward here? Well, what I'm looking at, Ted, uh, my my methodology, of course, is very different from what central banks and academic economists, uh, you know, people at Harvard University or whatever, they use these models. Uh, I don't want to get too in the weeds on technically how they do it, but they make a lot of assumptions about what's called the normal distribution of risk or how frequently bad things can happen, and markets are efficient, and they price in information, people behave rationally. None of those assumptions are true. All of these assumptions that they use to model the economy are shown to be false. That's not just opinion. There's a lot of experimentation and data at this point to back that up. So it's no surprise that the economy goes into a panic every seven or eight years, uh, because if you use the wrong models to guide the economy, you're going to get the wrong results every time. I use a different set of models. I use complexity theory and certain branches of applied mathematics. We're getting much better results with it. But unfortunately, what we see is very disturbing. So my books, in some ways, 
our warnings, uh, talking about the flaws, talking about the instability in, in very rigorous ways. I mean, this book has, uh, it's not an academic textbook. It's very readable. I hope people enjoy it. But yes, it is. It does, it, it, it does have a lot of backup, so I don't like to make claims without backing it up. So on the one hand, it's a warning to regulators and policymakers about ways to avoid the crisis. But on the other hand, I'm saying to the everyday readers, hey, look, we may not be able to save the world, but you can at least save your own savings and your own investments and your own family by taking a few prudent steps on the front end. So just to specifically talk about what, what we see coming, I use three crises, 1998, 2008, and then a hypothetical crisis in 2018. And that's just to keep the 10-year tempo. So there's 10 years between 1998 and 2008. So let's just go out another 10 years, assume that's the tempo, and talk about 2018. Although I make the point that don't be complacent between now and 2018. These are things that could happen tomorrow. I'm not saying they will happen tomorrow. I'm just saying the instability is already Yeah, there. and Jim, what we're really talking about here is is really uh, not not to save the world, but it's it's the financial system when, when you say that is really what we're talking about Correct. here. Correct. Yeah, my, my, that's right. My expertise is uh, the financial system, inter- international monetary system <laughs> in particular. I'm looking at institutions like the International Monetary Fund and the Bank for International Settlements. And, and look, everyday listeners, readers, these are not household names, but I do explain it all in the book. So if these are are not familiar to you as a reader, I, I, again, I take the reader through it so you can really see who's pulling the strings and what the leadership of the International Monetary System uh, really is. So I started with 1998, and that was a very severe crisis. That was when Russia defaulted. This was August, September 1998. I remember it and, well. And there was that hedge fund, long-term capital management. By the way, I negotiated that bailout. I was the lawyer for long-term capital management. I was in the room with Fed officials and Treasury officials and bankers when that whole thing went down. But my point is... That, and by the way, that almost brought down the financial system. People do not understand that. Is that a correct statement? That's exactly right. We were just hours away from shutting every stock and bond market in the world. It was not an exaggeration. Um, uh, Alan Greenspan, who was chairman of the Fed at the time, Bob Rubin, secretary of the Treasury at the time, testified to that effect on Capitol Hill. I was there. I saw it. Now, we got the money. We got the $4 billion in to prop up the balance sheet. The Federal Reserve cut interest rates on September 29th. They cut them again on an emergency basis, October 15th. So all those things were done to prevent this meltdown from, from happening. But we were, as I said, we were hours away. If that deal had fallen down, and there were many ways in which it might have fallen down, even though it didn't, uh, the world would have collapsed then. So come forward 10 years, 2008, the same thing. We were just days away from the sequential collapse of every bank in the world. So Bear Stearns yes. failed in March 2008. Uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac failed in June uh, 2008. Lehman Brothers failed in September 2008. Morgan Stanley was a couple of days away. Then it would have been Goldman Sachs, then Citibank, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan. The entire system would have crashed. Now, the Fed intervened with tens of trillions of dollars of money printing. And I'm not talking about the money printing that's on the balance sheet. That's about $4 trillion. They printed up $10 trillion and secretly gave it to the European Central Bank in exchange for euros. Believe it or not, our, our central bank got euros from the European Central Bank. So the European Central Bank could bail out the European banks, which had a dollar shortage. That's yeah, and that was called dollar swaps. Is that dollar, dollar euro swaps. Right? Yes. Now, that was not, by the way, that was not known at the time. That came yes. out years later as a result of congressional hearings. So, again, this close. So, so twice in 10 years, we were hours or days away from complete collapse of the system. Now, that we are, we're set up for this collapse to happen again, but here's the difference, uh, Ted. In 1998, Wall Street bailed out a hedge fund. 
In 2008, central banks bailed out Wall Street. In 2018, if not sooner, who's going to bail out the central banks? In other words, each bailout gets bigger and more dangerous than the one before. And we're at the point now where the, where the, where the central banks can't bail themselves out because they've never reduced their balance sheets. They printed all these trillions of dollars. If they had somehow normalized, like reduced the money supply and gone back to where they were, they didn't, I'd be the, yeah, they they didn't, didn't even normalize the rates, interest rates either. They, they didn't normalize rates. They didn't normalize the balance sheet. They, they are today, they are still about where they were at the height of the crisis. So if we have another crisis tomorrow, which we could, and which we do every seven, eight, nine years, I mean, this, this you can see coming, they're out of ammunition to deal with this. So there's only one clean balance sheet left in the world. There's only one source of liquidity left in the world. That's the International Monetary Fund in Washington. They have a world money. They don't call it world money. They call it the Special Drawing Rights, or SDRs. But that's just a, a funny name, so people won't understand what it is. But just think of it as world money. They can print it up, and they will. They'll print up trillions of SDRs. Now, notice I didn't say trillions of dollars. I said trillions of SDRs. Hand them out to their members, uh, and then that's how they reliquify re- the world. But from that day on, that's the end of the dollar as the benchmark global reserve currency, because then the FDR will be the new benchmark. We'll still have dollars, and you and I will still have dollars, and the listeners will have dollars. But it'll be like a local currency, like Mexican pesos. Like, so when you go to Mexico, you get some Mexican pesos. Or if you go to Paris, you get some euros. Well, we'll have dollars locally, but the, but the key benchmark currency will be this special drawing letter, SDR, this world money. It'll be highly inflationary. It'll wipe out savings. And that's what investors need to get ready for. That's yeah, and that's why my, uh, my my fear on this is, and the uh, okay. What about uh, gold in this situation? Well, gold is going to do extremely well under one of two scenarios, basically. So let's imagine that they go ahead exactly as I described, and they will. But but this is, you can see this coming. There's a question about whether it will work or not. That's another question. But they're definitely going to try it. So if they try it, meaning printing these SDRs, and it works. It will be highly inflationary, and the dollar price of gold will soar. I estimate $10,000 per ounce. By the way, that's not a guess. That, there's actually math behind that, and I explain it in, in my book, The Road to Ruin. Uh, but if you look at global money supply today uh, for the big four, so uh, Japan, China, Europe, and the United States, yeah. it's about $24 trillion. If you have to back up that money supply with gold, and that's not automatic, but that's one choice, even at the 40% level, so I'm not even talking about 100% gold backing. I'm talking about 40% gold backing, which is what the United States had from 1913 to 1968. And look at the amount of physical gold. What would the price have to be to back up $24 trillion in money supply using 33,000 tons of gold? The answer is about $10,000 an ounce. So that's where that comes from. So one of two things is going to happen. If the SDR solution works, you're going to get extreme inflation, and the dollar price of gold is going to go up. If the SDR solution doesn't work and you have to go back to a gold standard, not because you want to, no central bank wants to, but they may have to in order to restore confidence, then you have to price it at $10,000 an ounce in order to make it work without hybrid deflation. So either way, gold is going to soar. It's going to be the safe haven when confidence is lost in these other forms of money. But the point I make is that when this happens, it'll happen very quickly. You're not going to be able to get the physical gold. It's going to dry up. You'll call your dealer. Uh, they'll be out. you call the mint. They'll be back ordered. You know, big guys, central banks. Yeah, well, and this, by the way, and this, this, ha- this has happened in, and this is the question, uh, this happened in India this week, correct? Well, it's actually a little In bit, a way, in uh, a way. In the, well, no, in a, in a big way. You're absolutely right, Ted. I wrote this book. Um, I finished writing it 
uh, around August, September. I had included, uh, you know, because when I make these cases, again, I don't want to just throw scenarios out there. I back them up. I had included Cyprus in 2013, Greece in 2015, um, a lot of other documentation as case studies. I finished the book in early September. Then, you know, then it goes to the printers and gets put out to the distribution chain and so forth. India just happened last week. I was talking about things that I thought might might happen in six months or a year or a year and a half. They happened the week the book came out. What happened in India is exactly what I predicted in the book, meaning they, they basically woke up and declared certain kinds of currency illegal. Now imagine the President of the United States going on TV today and saying $20 bills are no longer legal tender. They're no good. You can take them to the bank and we'll give you four fives or we'll give you 20 singles, but no more $20 bills. Well, that's exactly what they did in India. It was a 1,000 rupee note, which is uh, actually a little bit close to $10, but you know, yeah, point the same. That was amazing. The 1,000 the one, the one rupee note is no longer legal tender. So what's going on in India? Well, here's what's going on. I mean, these people, they, they have high IQs and university degrees. This is idiocy because India is the second most popu- populous country in the world. There are 1 billion people in India approximately, and it's largely a cash economy. So you have fishermen who used to wake, you know, commercial fishermen, they go down, they use paper currency to buy fuel and, you know, bait and supplies for their boats. They go out fishing, they come back, they sell the fish, they get paid in paper currency, etc. Nobody wants the money. People won't take the money from them because they say, hey, I don't want this money because it's, it's no good anymore. So then they can't go fishing. They're not bringing back the fish. People are starving. They're rioting. And just to make it worse, you know, I said you had to bring in, you know, it's a thousand rupee notes. So for Americans, it would be like, you got to bring in your 20s. And we'll give you four or fives, and they printed up this new money as the as a way to as something to give you in exchange for the old money they didn't want. It's the wrong size. The new money doesn't fit in the ATMs. They have to go out and rip out the guts of every ATM in India and change the dispenser. This isn't program. Yeah, and this is by the way to our listeners. This is happening this week in India. This isn't some hypothetical. <laughs> Correct. So now, so now the economy is shutting down. People are starving. They're starting to riot. None of which is a surprise. It's not good. I mean, no one condones that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but I, in my book, I talk about money riots. I talk about shutting down banks. I talk about reprogramming ATMs. But all of this is coming in the United States. Do not sit here in the United States and say, "Oh, it's it's only Cyprus." It's not. I mean, Greece is an, as a member of the euro. Greece is a developed economy. India is you know, physically a landmass. One of the Ten largest countries in the world, population the second largest country in the world, major economy. This is not happening in like little island nation states, uh, and it's coming to the United States. It's just a yeah, matter and of time. they use the excuse they want to get get the money out of the untaxed economy. Can we take a quick break and get you right back for another quick second? Sure. Thanks, sure. Jim. Hold on just one second. We'll be right back here on the Max Out Savings Show. The Max Out Saving Show with Ted Gioka is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioka will return after these messages. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. 
Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. Uh, we're, we're, today we're talking to uh, James Rickers uh, of uh, Currency Wars in his new book, Road to Ruin. Uh, exciting interview. Uh, Jim, uh, we're just t- one question I had. Uh, actually, I want to talk about this doesn't mean, that, like I said, we're talking about the, the financial system. And, and it's not just, you don't want to put all your money in gold, but, but I think you want to hold hard assets and understand inflation is coming. Is that a fair statement? That's absolutely fair. And by the way, I've said that many, many times. Uh, I recommend 10% of your investable assets in gold. And a lot of people, you know, in the web or whatever, they want to put words in your mouth and they say, uh, you know, Jim Rickard says sell everything and buy gold. I've never said that. I don't think that's a good idea. Um, I define investable assets. I, I exclude home equity and business equity. So, you know, if you're a car dealer or a doctor or lawyer, you run a pizza parlor or, a, you know, dry cleaner, whatever, you know, take your business equity, put it to one side. You don't want to gamble with your, your livelihood. Take your home equity, put that to one side. Whatever is left, those are your investable assets, and I would put 10% of that in gold. That's your insurance. You know, you don't, we all have uh, fire insurance on our homes. We don't want our homes to burn down, but heaven forbid if they do, we're sure glad we have the insurance. We don't want our portfolios to burn down. Nobody's rooting for a stock market crash, but you can see these things in the cards. And if they happen and you're losing on a lot of other assets, the gold is the, thing, is the thing that will preserve your wealth in these extreme scenarios. But yeah, that's case, it. You're trying to. What you want to do is you want to basically stay even and move ahead in a crisis of everyone else. Correct. It, it, and, correct. and this is the way you do it. You might even be down some, but if you're way ahead of everybody else, you're in a good situation. Yeah, and I don't even think you know the, the dollar price price of gold fluctuates. It goes up and down. But I don't that I don't think of the dollar price of gold as gold going up or gold going down. I think of it as the dollar moving around. In other words, I think of gold as a constant value. That's my measuring stick. So let's say one ounce of gold is, uh, I don't know, today it's around $1,210, give or take, okay? Yeah. So if, if gold goes to 1300 to me, uh, gold didn't really go up. It meant that the dollar went down. I, I get less gold for my dollar. If gold goes to, say, 1000 I don't think the gold went down. I think the dollar went up. In other words, when you have a strong dollar, the dollar price of gold goes down. When you have a weak dollar, the dollar price of gold goes Okay, up. now the dollar's so, been, been strong. Not to jump in here, but I want to get a couple of things. What, what, you wrote this book really on target in, in what surprised everyone. It didn't surprise us, but the, it seems to surprise a lot of people is the, the, the Donald Trump win, a huge win. How did that change things? Well, um, on a going forward basis, um, you know, 
the problem is so many people had problems with you know Trump's uh, personality and his conduct. No, nobody took a close look at his policies. But you know, yeah. if you look at what his policies actually are, he's kind of the helicopter money president. He's a he's a big spender. He wants to you know the reason the stock market's going up right now. It's pretty obvious. So you know, the pharmaceuticals. He's going, he's promising less regulation. But Trump's saying, I want to cut taxes. More infrastructure spending, more spending on defense, and uh, less regulation. So, for defense stocks, you know, like Lockheed and Boeing and Raytheon, you know, they're going up because they're spending more on defense. Um, you know, infrastructure stocks, you know, Caterpillar, John Deere, you know, transportation, they're going up because he wants to spend more on roads and bridges. Uh, bank stocks are going up because of less regulation, steeper yield curve. Pharmaceutical stocks are going up because he wants to repeal Obamacare. So, you look across all these sectors, they're all going up because they like what they see in terms of tax cuts, regulatory cuts, and more spending. And that's fine. It's given the, the stock market a good boost. But then you have to do a reality check on this. So if Trump is going to cut taxes, which he says he is, and spend a trillion dollars on infrastructure in various ways, which he says he is, this is what the Trump uh, group is saying, um, that's going to blow a hole in the deficit. You're looking at increasing deficit by one or two trillion dollars. That's on top of the $20 trillion of national debt that we already have. Hence the higher so interest rates. Correct. Well, well, for the time being. But the question is, uh, you know, and yeah, a strong dollar, but the question is, how is that going to play out? A strong dollar is deflationary. America is a net importer. If we have a strong dollar, it means the stuff that Americans buy from overseas costs less because our dollar is worth more. So that's deflationary. So the Fed says they want inflation, but uh, a strong dollar is deflationary. So how does that work? The yeah. dollar is getting stronger because the Fed's going to raise interest rates. So it all comes down to the Fed. If they accommodate Trump's spending, so Trump's the big spender, he looks more like Nelson Rockefeller, or I mean, even Ronald Reagan was, was a big spender. You know, Reagan took the uh, national debt from 35% debt to GDP to 50% debt to GDP. Now, he spent most of that on defense, and we won the Cold War, which is good. So I would say Reagan spent a lot of money, but we got something for the money, which is we won the Cold War. Uh, but Bush and at 43 and Obama have been spending a lot of money, and it doesn't seem like we're getting very much we got for, nothing it. To show for we, it. We may be at the point where we don't get much bang for the buck. So, so that's inflationary. If the Fed accommodates it, look out for inflation. You definitely want to own gold. If the Fed does not accommodate it, if the Fed tightens into this because they're worried about inflation, they could throw the economy into a recession, and then that will take the stock market down. So there's, you know, there's a lot of good news about the Trump victory. I don't want to deny that, but. There's some things that don't add up that have to be watched carefully. Now, these currencies, did we really start getting more currency wars in here right now because of the? And I just have about a minute here. Sure, because uh, yeah, the dollar is getting a lot stronger. The Chinese yuan is getting a lot weaker. That feeds into this notion that you know China is helping their economy at our expense. So uh, the thing about the currency wars, and I wrote that book in 2011, I made the point that we don't always have them, but when we do, they can last 15 or 20 years. So I'm not surprised the currency war is still going strong. Uh, Ted, if we talk to you up to now, I would expect the currency wars would still be going on. Okay. Uh, the, uh, uh, Jim, uh, the book is called The Road to Ruin by Jim, James Rickards, and uh, just came out a, a phenomenal book in, in kind of explaining where we're going. Uh, Jim, thanks a lot for coming on the Max Out Saving Show, and uh, I hope everyone orders the book. You can get it on Amazon, and you have been right for a number of years. And the more worrisome thing to me is is you predicted a lot of this stuff in the past, and it's all coming about. Thank you, Ted. Thanks a lot. Uh, now, uh, 
We're coming up on the end of the show. We've been preempted by the Baylor game today. Uh, so, uh, but if you if you're not on our 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 list, our max out savings report list, we're going to send out another report uh, here shortly. And uh, so, if you if it's a free report, just go to the website maxoutsavings.com. If you need some help with your retirement, you know where to go. It's maxoutsavings.com. I hope everyone has a great weekend, and we'll see you next week right here on the Max Out Savings Show. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka on AM 1070, The Answer. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512NewMedia.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.